very good day. This is Pastor Mark with Touch of God. And today we start off in prayer. And we just thank you, Lord, today for all provision. All provision on the food on our tables. The money we have to spend on very important items, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for the, the breath in our lungs. We thank you, Lord, for the health in our bodies. We thank you, Lord, that you have paid for it all. And Lord, we seek for your help in our hearts to understand that we may not have deserved or earned any of these things that you provide for us, but you are so loving that it is your desire to give us the kingdom. It is your good pleasure to give us your kingdom, which contains all of these things. If we would seek you first, your kingdom and your righteousness, then all these things will be added unto us. So Lord, help us understand today. Show us by your Holy Spirit if we are not putting you above everything else. If Matthew 6 verse 33 is actually not true in our lives. Allow it to be true, Lord. Allow us to be convicted by your Holy Spirit every day that we are not putting Matthew 6, verse 33, into action in our lives, which is that we must seek you first, your kingdom and your righteousness, and then all these things will be added unto you, all the provision, all the things that we need. They will be there for us, in a much easier way, if we would just seek you first and trust in you with all of our heart, in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord, today for every person's body is being healed because of your stripes. And I speak that faith and I speak that life over their bodies this morning or this afternoon or whatever time zone anyone is in today. I speak life over their bodies from head to toe including every bone, tendon, ligament, joint, and muscle. I speak looseness to the neck and the shoulders. I thank you, Lord, that glaucoma is gone from their eyesight, that their eyes are being restored in Jesus' name. I bind the spirit of blindness in Jesus' name. I bind the spirit of deaf and dumbness in Jesus' name. I speak life to their ears, and I speak life to every faculty of their body every organ in their body. I speak life to their stomach and I speak healing to every part of their intestines in Jesus' name. I command any blockage to be removed, any parasites, any bacteria that shouldn't be there. I command it gone and I speak the cleansing of their stomachs and their intestines and their entire body, every cell, red and white, every cell right now in Jesus' name. Be healed, be whole, right now in the name of Jesus. Amen. Now we look at Ephesians chapter 1 verse 17 today. 17 and 18. This is the letter from Paul to the church at Ephesus. And you might remember this from last week and the week before. It is important to actually read out these verses and really seek the Lord for this every time we want to understand uh, the word. Any time we're about to be taught any section of chapter or verse or anything in the Bible, we need to ask the Lord for enlightenment, for understanding, uh, in so that we will not only remember what we hear and understand what we hear, but what we hear we will be able to discern if it's true or not, 
if it lines up with the Word of God or not, because I would never want you to be led astray. So I do my best to understand these verses in the best that best way that I was taught and the best way that I feel like the Holy Spirit is teaching me before I teach you. But just because I'm telling you these verses today and teaching you about these verses, I would like for you to go to the Lord and seek the Holy Spirit. Ask the Holy Spirit, is what this man on the radio or the internet is teaching is true or not? And highlight those areas that maybe I'm not completely accurate on, if that's necessary. Maybe I am 100% accurate. But it's important for you to go and validate this with God to make sure that you are not led astray. Okay, and this goes for anyone that teaches you the Word of God. Um, and so this two verses in Ephesians chapter 1, 17 and 18, uh, I'll read them out to you. Uh, so Paul writes, For I always pray to the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, that he may grant you a spirit of wisdom and revelation, of insight into mysteries and secrets, in the deep and intimate knowledge of him, by having the eyes of your heart flooded with light, so that you can know and understand the hope to which he has called you, and how rich is his glorious inheritance in the saints, his set-apart ones. So the key there is that we want, in verse 18, the eyes of our heart flooded with light. Well, before some, before a heart is flooded with light, what does the heart have? Well, it's flooded with darkness, and nobody wants to be in darkness. Nobody wants to be uh, in doubt or um, without knowledge of the truth, without knowledge of the light. Remember, uh, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and uh, he is the truth. So we need, we need Jesus to teach us this. We need Jesus to open our hearts, open the eyes of our heart and allow them to be flooded with, uh, our hearts to be flooded with light, the truth of the word of God. Uh, and uh, the reason for that, it, it mentions it after uh, the first sentence in verse 18. It says, so that you can know and understand the hope to which he has called you and how rich is his glorious inheritance in the saints. You see, you are a saint today, and we're not talking about Catholicism with Saint Christopher and and these other saints that ha- are in the in that the Catholic Church lifts up. But we're talking about cha- children of God growing up into being sons and daughters of the Most High God. That you and I, we are a part of God's family now. As soon as we gave our lives to Christ, and we allow Jesus into our hearts, and we allow Jesus to rule over and be Lord over our lives instead of the devil, instead of money, instead of sports or whatever it is that used to take our time every day. Uh, we are now focused on the Lord. And as soon as that happened, uh, God t- took us, and the Bible says he translated us, he transferred us from out of the uh, powers of darkness and into the kingdom of his beloved son. That means he took us out from under the power of darkness that was ruled by the devil, Satan, and he, we are now in the kingdom of Jesus, the kingdom of his beloved son. His meaning the father's son. Amen. So that is where we are now. And so now we have an inheritance. It says how rich is his glorious inheritance in the saints. We are now his family. We have now inherited everything that God has given Jesus. And now in Christ, 
you can do all things who strengthened you, according to uh, Philippians. So today, you can be confident and bold and, and joyful that you have been rescued from eternal destruction. But more than that, although just as important, is you now carry Christ in you. You are in Jesus. Jesus is in you. Jesus is in the Father. The Father is in his Son. And Christ in us, the hope of glory. Amen. That is the mystery that was hidden for ages that God revealed. And um, Paul proclaimed this truth, that it's Christ in us, the hope of glory. It's glory's hope that we would not have Jesus die in vain on the cross. And it would be glory's hope that we realize the inheritance that we have been given as being a saint, as being a child, son or daughter of God. Amen. So that we may go about and preach the gospel, baptized in the Holy Spirit with evidence of speaking in tongues, according to the Bible, with power and uh, working uh, miracles, signs and wonders, as we believe those will follow us, amen? So as we go on the streets uh, in Nairobi, wherever we are in the world, amen, as we walk the streets, we can be confident that no matter what it looks like in our lives, not no matter what it looks like in our streets, God is with us and he's in us and he's wanting to work through us according to the degree uh, and that we allow him to work, he will work through us. According to your understanding of who you are as a saint who has an inheritance is the degree that you will believe that you are now a new creation and all things are passed away. All things are new. But if you never really come to terms with that, you're still going to be acting like you used to, even though you may well be born again. So we have, an, we have a, a, a commitment. We have a commitment to make to the Lord that we will obey him. Now, why, why do we have to obey him? Because he has done so much for us. He is worthy to be praised. And someone died for you, even though you didn't deserve to have someone die for you. Amen. So now we ought to pay a gratitude to the Lord, and we must, uh, we must do what he says. It's the right thing to do, you know, um, for God so loved you that he sent his only son. So why wouldn't we love the Lord back in return? Because he's good, and he's merciful and graceful, and we didn't deserve to be saved, but he saved us out of his abundance of grace and love for you. So why wouldn't we do something for him uh, in return as a as a token of appreciation, a gratitude, uh, but also uh, as a token of obedience because we have to be obedient to what Jesus has told us to do. We are his disciples. We are his followers if indeed we are actually doing what he said we should be doing. We are not following him unless we're actually following doing what he is doing and did and showed us as an example when he was here on the earth. That Jesus told his disciples after he came back after the cross that they should be going out, they have to go out, and he told them to go and preach the gospel to all creation. Amen. And he said that there will be some signs and wonders that will follow them because they were believing. 
and they will sh- they shall be laying hands on the sick, and the sick shall recover. They shall uh, speak with new tongues. They will drink drink a deadly thing, and it shall not ha- harm them. These were examples of what um, of what the Holy Spirit working through a believer uh, can achieve. If the believer truly is in the act of believing at the moment that they are praying for someone, amen, or something. So we must be obedient and we must be going about doing the same works and greater as Jesus because Jesus said we we would be doing that and we should be doing that. So let's do it. And if you don't see any results, that doesn't mean that you should quit because Jesus said uh, we should be doing it. He didn't say we should quit if it doesn't happen. He said we should be doing it. So, even if we don't see the sick get healed when we lay hands on them, even if we don't see them recover when we lay hands on them, that doesn't mean they didn't recover the next day and we never got to find out about it. But if you're that sick person, and let's say you couldn't walk the day you met the believer who prayed for you, and the next day you woke up and you felt like you could feel your your legs again and your paralysis had gone, you will be praising God. You will be thanking the Lord for sending that believer along to pray for you. So you see, if you were the person who was sick, you would want someone to come along and pray for you. But sick people in the world do not see this happen every day, so it's not a normal occurrence. They believe that if they can go to a church, they can get healed by a minister. Now, according to the book of James, Uh, elders should be able to pray the prayer of faith. But how many of us know that we go into any church in the world and there's not always elders there with faith to raise the dead or pray for the sick and see the sick healed? So we must come back to the fundamentals of uh, do we believe the word of God or not? You are a believer and and you have the ability for God to work through you uh, to the degree that you believe he can. Not because you think that God uh, may not want to heal someone today. No, God is always, always wanting to. In fact, if you really ask the Lord right now, based on his word, he would say he already healed everyone. He already paid for the healing. And so he would question as to why you're asking him, why, you know, can you not heal this person, Lord? Why won't you heal them? And he would say, well, I already did. I went to the whipping post and by the stripes of my son, Jesus, they were healed. That's according to First Peter chapter 2, verse 24. So, believers, we have much to do, and there's plenty to do, and we can uh, give glory to the Lord through many acts of different kind of acts every day throughout our daily lives and where we go. Amen. So, we should be showing the Lord love um, by helping his creation in any way possible. Remember the two commandments of the Lord Jesus. The two greatest commandments are love the Lord thy God with your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. Well, even if you just took the first one, for example, if you wanted to love God, you'd say, well, God, what would you like me to do? And he'd say, well, just do what I told you to do. Go about doing good, healing all who are oppressed of the devil, for I'm with you. Acts chapter 10, verse 38. Go preach my gospel, go preach about the good news, go and preach about my son Jesus to the ends of the earth. Just pick up your cross and show people the cross, show people my son, show people, tell people about your testimony. Amen. 
and go about doing good. Just go about helping the poor, uh, laying hands on the sick, raising the dead. Just do the things that my son Jesus did. And lo, we are with you to the end of the age, according to Matthew 28 and Mark 16. So we have the ability to be used by God. And if we're wondering what our calling is, this is another point of contention. You know, we are waiting for a voice out of heaven as to what we should be doing in the kingdom and what we should be doing in the world. Uh, God, should I be a pastor? God, should I be praying for people? Uh, all those things. We should be doing all of those things. We should be doing meeting the needs of others through whatever means necessary, and that means is always the Lord's provision. The question you may have is, well, I see some are pastors and some are teachers and some are apostles. You know, pastors and teachers are really the same thing, even though it's a, a different person in the fivefold list. They are really, a pastor is a teacher. Amen. They need to be able to teach those who they pastor. So they are teach, teachers are pastors and pastors are teachers. But everybody ought to be able to teach the word. It's just that pastors who are also teachers have a leaning, have an extra, like an extra additional desire in their heart that that's what they really would love to do. Although, you know, pastors can also, um, uh, they can prophesy, you know, there's prophets as well in the fivefold ministry. You know, you, anybody should be able to prophesy. When I pray for you, when I speak a word, uh, sometimes I don't realize it, but I'm actually prophesying something because the Holy Spirit is within me and the Holy Spirit is wanting to speak to you and needs vocal cords, needs a voice, and needs a willing vessel to be able to speak through. In, and that person that's, that the Holy Spirit is using has to have a desire to want to love on other people because love covers a multitude of sins, perfect love cast out all fear. Love is the one that conquers uh, evil. And so when you have a heart towards loving other people, then you will find that because God is on that same page and has that same uh, desire to love on other people, that when you and God align on that understanding and that desire, you will then see God manifest himself through you to the person in front of you. And it's an amazing thing. And it can be in the form of love uh, in prayer. It could be encouragement. It could be giving someone some finances. And remember, do not lend. We must give and not expect it back. Amen. And um, so be encouraged today that God does want to use you. And acknowledge that he, he is your provider. And he's the provider for everyone uh, that is in front of you as well. Amen. When you pr preach to them, when you love on them when you teach them when you pray for them amen and so <clears throat> um, ephesians 1 17 and 18 we want our heart flooded with light with the truth of the word of god we need to understand that amen and so uh today i would say to you that you may feel inadequate you may feel that you do not have the ability to even pray for someone uh, to even love on anyone. But I tell you, if you if you desire to, then as soon as you open your mouth and just say good morning, you will be able to love on that person because the Holy Spirit will not give you uh, words to speak to the person 
um, maybe several hours before or maybe a day before. It, 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 it is possible that the Holy Spirit will give you that, but it is often that the Holy Spirit will give you the words to speak in the hour that they are needed according to the Word of God. So you will be able to speak to the person and love on the person in front of you. As soon as you open your lips, you will have something to say. But you will, may not have any words to speak to them before you open your mouth and and take that first breath and try to speak. Amen. It's the way it happens because your vocal cords, your voice has to flow. The the life of Christ, the Holy Spirit, the living waters have to flow out of your belly. And that is where you open your mouth, your belly starts to flow because there's an outlet and that's where the Spirit flows from. Amen. We are one Spirit with the Lord. And so the Holy Spirit dwells within us. So does the Lord Jesus and the Father. Amen. We are so blessed today to have the Lord living within us, dwelling within us. It's amazing. It's an amazing miracle of God that he would dwell in a vessel that may not be 100% acting in righteousness. If we are sinning, if we are, you know, Christ died for us while we were yet sinners. But even as a born-again believer, you know, we slip. From day to day, we might do something that we regret, and we go back to the Lord and say, Lord, please, I repent. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. But all that time, God never left us in the midst of the sin. He decided to stay with us because it's for the greater good, and that's what he said. You know, he, he came to dwell within us, amen, because he, he wants his creation saved. He wants his creation reconciled back to him at all costs, amen. And at all costs meant that he had to send his son, his only begotten son, to the cross. That wasn't an easy thing for the father, I'm sure, to see his son go through all of that pain and suffering and rejection and persecution. And uh, we could never imagine the amount of pain because none of us, I don't think, have ever suffered as much pain as Jesus did that day uh, or those days, especially on the way to the cross, the whipping post that day, an immense amount of pain, but also pain in the way of rejection and persecution too. Uh, you're seeing your, your only son on the earth going through all that and you love him and you realize that he never did anything to deserve this, but my creation is worth sending my son for. So you have to sometimes contemplate how the Father sees this from his vantage point. Amen. So we thank the Lord today for his rich glory, his mercy, and his grace for our lives. We thank you, Lord, for all the goodness, for all the provision. You reign on the just and the unjust, Lord, because you love so immensely all of us. And we thank you. We are grateful for your goodness today. We thank you, Lord, that you are in the lives of everyone listening. You are just seeking that they would open up their entire heart to you, that they would give over the every compartment of their heart, every part of their heart to you, and not keep anything back. In the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord, that the Holy Spirit wants to flood every part of our heart with light, according to Ephesians 1.18, with knowledge of the truth of Christ, so that we may know the knowledge of our calling. We must know and understand the hope to which you have called us, Lord, according to Ephesians chapter 1, verse 18. And we just thank you, Lord, today. We bless you. 
We honor you. You are our Jehovah Jireh. You are the great Yahweh, the great Jehovah. And we bless you. We bless your holy name because your holy name is hallowed. Hallowed be thy name. And we thank you, Lord, today that your kingdom shall come on earth. It shall be done. Your will shall be done on earth as it is in heaven. And it shall be done, Lord, because believers such as us will agree to take up the call to go and love on others in whatever form possible and so that your will shall be done in their life so that they will be reconciled, so that they will be healed, so that they will be delivered from any kind of mental anxiety. They are set free by you, Lord. They are set free in their mental anxiety by trusting in you and not thinking that the world is going to fall up upon their head. We thank you, Lord, today that nothing, nothing shall conquer them. But they, Lord, these precious souls listening, have conquered the world. According to your word, we have overcome the world, little children. And we thank you today, Lord, that, that these precious souls listening have overcome the world only by being in you, in you, Lord Jesus, because they can do all things through you who strengthen them. So thank you, Lord, today for strengthening these precious souls. Thank you, Lord, for always loving on them and wanting and desiring to have their entire heart given over to you, that they would confess you as Lord. Amen. They would confess you as Lord, and they would believe that God raised you from the dead, that that they shall be saved, and they shall continue daily to confess you as Lord. You get to save us one time, Lord, but you seek for us to call you Lord every day. And we just thank you. We bless you today in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So if you would like us to pray for you, you can send us a prayer request to an email address that is touchofgodradio at gmail.com. That's touchofgodradio at gmail.com. You can also find us on Facebook and YouTube at Touch of God Radio. Amen. So until next week, you have a blessed week. Amen. Amen.